Hello everybody, this is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Wednesday, November 29th, 2023. I'm doing the recording early today, folks, because we're expecting rain and possibly some storms tomorrow. I didn't want to get cut off because I did not do a news and views, obviously, last week with it being the Thanksgiving holiday uh, here in the United States. But I did want to get to this story, and in all likelihood, <clears throat> I will also end up blogging about this story because I think it is that important. Um, and I, I have a, a strange context that I want you to view this story in. But in any case, for many years I've been talking about all of the derivatives sloshing around in the financial system. I've been talking about this really since the publication of my book, Babylon's Banksters. I think that was, what, 2010, 2011, somewhere in there. So I've been talking about this for a number of years. And I've gone so far as to connect that story with the story of space mining that began to appear at approximately the same time as the derivatives came to everyone's attention during the financial meltdown in 2008 and its aftermath in the following years. And the asteroid mining story, as you'll recall, and as I've covered it many times, pointed out that there are asteroids out there in the asteroid belt whose value in terms of precious metals and so on was estimated in many cases to be in the quadrillions of dollars. And some of those first stories just happened to give estimates that were the same amounts of dollar valuation as the estimations of the amounts of derivatives sloshing around in the system. So we've got a problem, and it's the problem behind all other financial problems, in my opinion, because, number one, it says that there's a lot of, of money sloshing around in the system, and yet... Given the amount of money, given the amount of financial paper out there, this has not issued in a massive worldwide hyperinflation. So there's something going on. It's as if all of this paper money is being bled off somewhere. Well, there was a story that was shared by VT. And what we're going to do in today's news and views is just crunch some numbers and tell you just exactly how bad this derivatives problem is. So I've linked an article to this news and views that will show you the top, I think it's 1,100 or 1,200 banks in the world holding derivatives, ranking them by the amount of derivatives that they're holding. And what I've done for this news and views is I've broken down the top 20, just the top 20, and the amount of derivatives that they hold. So I'm going to break this into two halves, the top 10 tier and the bottom 10 tier. And I'm going to read through the amounts of derivatives that these individual banks hold 
and then total them up for you. The result is truly astonishing. So here we go. J.P. Morgan Chase, $58,920,561,000,000. Goldman Sachs, $57,664,723,000,000. Citibank, $55,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000
Uh, I'm not entirely certain that I punched in all the numbers correctly on my calculator when I was reading this article in just absolute astonishment. But when you put this together, folks, these 20 banks alone are holding 220 trillion, 720 billion, 91 million, and 735,000 dollars worth of derivatives. And that's, again, that's an estimate. Just these 20 banks. Now, that prompts the question, just what the heck is going on? Where is all of this money? Why is it not showing up? Obviously, we've got inflation around the world, but with this amount of financialization in the system, it should be much worse than it is. So where has it gone? What was all of this, and more importantly, what was all of this for? Now, there's another article I'm linking to today's News and Views about the censorship trust that was formed shortly after the Trump victory in the 2016 American election when certain defense contractors in the United Kingdom and the United States decided to form essentially a censorship trust because, of course, in Britain they had just been rocked with the Brexit vote shortly before the election of Trump to his first term in office. So they had lost control, and they were bound and determined to get control back of the information going on out there and to rein in this populist revolt. And my question again was why? Uh, there was no threat to their power from these changes of administration. They have weathered such policy defeats before. So really, what was going on? And my suspicion now, and this is going to sound like a completely off-the-end-of-the-twig speculation, and I freely grant and admit that that's exactly what it is. But these types of measures, this massive financialization, and the massive censorship that has been put into play suggests to me that the powers that be are at war with someone. These are the types of policy decisions that you take when you're at war, especially the massive financialization and increase of paper in the economy of a country that's a belligerent in a war. This happened to Nazi Germany during World War II. It happened to all the combatants during World War I. It happened to the Union and the Confederacy and the American Civil War, and on and on it could go. These are the types of policy decisions, the control of information and the financialization of the economy, that strike me as two policies that are telltale signs, not the only ones to be sure, but are telltale signs, if taken in tandem, that you're dealing with a war. So the real question is, for this speculation to make any sense, is who are they at war with? And there's all sorts of possibilities here. We've seen a great deal of evidence in recent times that they're at war, literally, with their own populations. 
But I suspect that something else is going on. Again, just J.P. Morgan Chase Bank alone, by the figures on this website, has $58,920,561,000,000 worth of derivatives. That's an enormous amount. And remember what derivatives are. They're bundles of securities of securities. In other words, you, you float a bond issue, and that bond issue gets bundled in with mortgages and so on, and then you take out securities on that bundle of securities, which are the derivatives, and you sell the derivatives, which are the bundles on the securities. In other words, the real problem here, uh, Catherine Fitz and I just did an interview where she told me about a book by a hedge fund manager called The Great Taking, and his question was, who's got custodianship of all of this? In other words, where finally does ownership lie when you're financializing and then refinancializing bundles of bundles of securities and then all of their derivatives? And what happens when the derivatives get bundled in with the bundles of the primary issue? So in other words, they've created a massive feedback loop of paper. The question is why? And I, at this stage, folks, I think that it goes beyond just mere simple greed. Uh, this, this is a financial scheme to dwarf anything that we've seen from Bernie Madoff or Alfonso Ponzi or any, anybody else. This is truly a baffling mystery. And I'm pointing it out again because these figures are making no sense to me in terms of the broader picture. But when you put these figures in with the broader picture and look at some of these other stories out there, asteroid mining, the context that we've seen in the recent couple of years of more and more so-called disclosure from the government on UFOs and so on, to me, this looks like they are at war. Now, in my recent interview, the, another reason that I'm terribly provoked by this article is that in my recent interview with Catherine Fitz, she made a brief, and you'll hear it when she publishes the interview, but she made a brief reference to a book called The Ringmakers of Saturn by Norman Bergron. Some of you are familiar with this book. In the book, there were pictures that Mr. Bergeron, who worked for NASA at the time that he did this book, that were taken, pictures taken by the uh, interplanetary Viking probe of Saturn's rings. And within these pictures, you oftentimes see what appear to be some sort of object that are luminous, that are quite literally, and, and I, I'm going to describe this in a very strange way, appear to be eating or mining the rings of Saturn. And these structures, whatever they are, are truly immense. They're about 70,000 miles long. And Catherine's remark to me in our interview was, they took one look at that picture when they saw them and concluded that they needed trillions and trillions of dollars for their secret space program research. Now, I'm just tossing that out there as one possible hypothesis as to what is going on with all of this. But yes, to me, folks, it looks like 
uh, we have to start, in order to make sense of this crazy financial world that we're in, we have to start entertaining some pretty crazy hypotheses because this amount of financialization, imagine, imagine a defense budget like this. Well, that's what I'm, I'm really asking people to do because I think you're creating a, a pile of financialization that is designed at some point to feed into these various black budget projects. You're looking at policies that betoken the elite is engaged in a secret war of some sort. Um, in any case, let me know what you think <laughs> about this crazy wild hypothesis, um, This, and especially of the amounts of these derivatives. I know someone out there is going to total all 1,200 lines or whatever absurd amount of lines that all these banks have together. I would be really interested to know anybody that uh, takes the time to do so what the total or estimated total of all of these banks holding derivatives actually is. In any case, that's it for today's news and views. Remember, we do not have a vid chat this Friday. Our last two vid chats of the year will be uh, the Friday following December 8th. And then the Friday after that, December 15th. Those will be our last two vid chats of the year. Uh, and then Daniel and I will be taking our usual uh, Christmas and New Year's holiday break. So anyway, we'll see you on the flip side, folks, for what remains of our news and views in the year 2023. Bye-bye. God bless. And we'll see you on the flip side.